Turn in your Bibles tonight to the book of Romans in chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. I want you to think about tonight. Has anybody in here have uh, something that they can remember of a surprising way that they have been awakened or some memory? A couple come to mind. Not really a way that I've been awakened, but the way what I thought. I don't know if it's... Um, a preacher thing. I don't know if it's I'm becoming more like my dad. I'm not sure. Recently, a couple times it's happened now where I've been sleeping and early in the morning and I'll wake up just like that and sit up and think, I have to teach Sunday school this morning and I have nothing prepared for it. And just like completely worried. And then I'm like, oh, well, go back to sleep. <laughs> and that's happened a couple times now. I think of I don't know how many years ago it was. But early in the morning, our barn caught on fire, and my dad was up and noticed it. And he comes running into the house and yelling, the barn was on fire. Well, when you're sleeping, all we heard was fire. So all of us jumped up, come running out. And then when we found it was the barn on fire, it's kind of like, you know, calm down a little bit. The house isn't on fire. So that's a couple that I've thought of. Anybody in here, surprising way you've been awakened. Anybody? No? Wow. Dusty, I kind of figured you might have one. That's one way to be awakened. Anybody else? Wow. <laughs> Anybody else? Donnie. Woke up one morning, like three o'clock in the morning, coughing, and his house was on fire. Filled with smoke. Tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about being awakened spiritually. Now, in order for this to happen, as you know, we've been going over the topic of revival, which is the renewing or awakening of our spiritual life. As we started out with this revival, we said that, First of all, if there's going to be an awakening, there has to be life. So if you're spiritually dead tonight, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, talking of being awakened or awakened out of your sleep isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. The book of Romans, chapter 13, and we're going to begin reading tonight in verse 8 and read down through, uh, through the end of the chapter. Romans 13, verse 8. Owe no man anything. But to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, 
If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision of the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Now flip over to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it is truth. God, we thank you for allowing us to come here and meet tonight as we are. We thank you for the freedoms. Lord, I pray that we as Christians would be awakened spiritually, uh, that we would come back to putting you as our, as our first love and our only desire. Lord, just give me wisdom and direction, I pray. Work in all of our hearts and help us to be obedient to you. In your name I pray, amen. If anybody's hot, you can open a window. It's a little warm up here. And I'm guessing it's probably warm down there. Speaking of being awakened, as Christians, as people, it's so easy to get into the daily routines of life. And, and it's good to have routines. It's good to have schedules and to keep to them. But so often we can get into a routine spiritually where then we're just going through the motions, where... There's not a whole lot happening that makes us appear to be awake. You've probably seen um, people uh, when they're taking a nap sleeping, and it looks almost like they're dead. Watching TV or something. <laughs> I think of my dad. He'll be, we'll be watching TV and look over, and he'll just be out completely. And it almost looks like it almost looks like they could be dead, but you know that there's life there. And all you have to do is yell or something, and they'll be awakened. And so many times we as Christians get to the point in our Christian walk where we're sleepwalking through our Christian life. And it takes things coming into our life and God waking us up to say, okay, you're, you're sleepwalking through. You're just, you're just going along with it. It's time to wake up. Back in Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, he says, And that knowing the time, 
that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. So we see, number one, that we need to be awakened. What is there to, what is the need to awake? Well, first of all, we need to understand that there is a battle going on. There is a battle for each and every one of us. We have an adversary, the devil, who is going about. If, if you are saved, we know that we are kept by the power of God, as we heard earlier tonight, and that we can't lose our salvation. But Satan wants to come into your life and make you, make you worthless as, as a Christian, meaning make you powerless. He wants to get in and destroy your life any way that he can. Satan, it tells us in the Bible, is very wise, very cunning. And he knows exactly what each and every one of us struggle with. What areas? Um, think of, of the illustration of going fishing. And when you go out there fishing, you don't just put a hook on the line and cast it out there and hope to catch something. Unless you're trying to snag them, which I believe is illegal. No, you, you put some sort of bait, depending on what you're fishing for, you put a certain kind of bait on the line. Satan, so often, he knows exactly what type of bait. And if we as people are walking in our flesh, if we're walking in our own power, we're going to fall right into that temptation. So we need to be awakened because there's a battle going on. I think that we as Christians so often fail to see how great a battle this is. We don't, we don't think about I know I don't think about it so often that there, every second there's a battle going on and that Satan wants to get me to stumble, wants to get us to stumble. But we also need to be awakened because, as it tells us in here, the end is near. Verse 11, it says that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. He's not talking about um, our salvation of accepting Christ. He's talking about our salvation of being saved from this. It says, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness, being saved from, from this darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. We need to live every day knowing that Christ could come back at any second. And unless you've had your head in the sand, it looks like it's getting closer and closer. The things that are happening over in the Middle East, the end is getting closer. Therefore, it says, the time to awake is when? It is now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer. The time to awake is now. So awake from what? We need to be awakened from spiritual sloth, slothfulness. We can get in, as I said, and just become lazy spiritually to be strong spiritually. It takes a lot of work. It takes dying, dying to self. It takes getting in the word, studying it, 
We need to be awakened from carnality. We need to be awakened from being lukewarm. It talks about in Revelations that I would rather you be hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. We need to be awakened from our sinfulness. Going on in chapter 13 of Romans, he gives us another command or tells us how we can better prepare. Verse 12, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off our works of darkness. He, he commands us to cast off our works of darkness. When I think of this, I think of later on in the chapter we'll look at, he also then tells us that we're supposed to put something on. A few years ago, I had, um, I was able to work a job at the uh, Rogers. They have, they own um, hogs, and they asked if I would want to come work for them, spraying out the hog, the hog pins. Has anybody in here ever done that before with a power washer? That is not a fun job at all. <laughs> it is not fun. It has. It has little holes, uh, slates in it, and all the waste falls below into a pit, you know, and so you have to take the power washer and sit there and spray all these things clean. Well, by the, maybe I was doing it wrong, but by the time I was done, I was drenched with all sorts of everything. My clothes were just covered, soaking wet, and it was just nasty. It smelled terrible. So as soon as I was done spraying, spraying these clean, I went to go take a shower, so what did I do? I took off the dirty clothes, went and took a shower, got all clean, came back and put the dirty ones right back on, right? No, of course not. I went, got rid of those nasty things that stunk. They probably still smell bad. They, that smell just sticks on clothes like none other. Took a shower, tried to get all clean. And did what? I went and put on clean clothes. He commands us here that we are supposed to cast off our works of darkness. When, when we cast off, we need to replace that with something else. I think so many times we, we cast off the darkness, but then we don't replace it with anything. We don't replace it with the light. We don't replace it with, with Christ. We cast off, but then... We don't replace it with anything, so then it comes right back in, and the darkness comes right back on. So we need to cast off our works of darkness, or cast off our sinfulness. That, that sin that we struggle with, that sin that we find so tempting, so appealing. As I said, it's, it's different in each and every one of our lives. But that sin that we, we just keep struggling with. That God finds utterly disgusting. It's like the nasty, the nasty clothes when you get done spraying out the hog lots. That God finds them utterly disgusting, and so often we go and and put them back on. And oh yeah, I took a shower. I'm 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 clean. I just I just took a shower. I used soap, shampoo. No, we put the darkness right back on. So we need to cast off. The works of darkness, but then he gives us the command to put on. In verse 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ 
and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Make not provisions for the flesh. You shouldn't seek opportunities to satisfy the deep-seated desires of the sin nature. Or don't, don't leave yourself temptation there. Get rid of it. When I got done spraying out those hog lots, man, I wanted to get a long ways from those clothes. After you got clean, you wanted those things gone. You'd wrap them up. I remember wrap them up in plastic sack, be driving home, and you could still smell them in the back seat of the car. All wrapped up, tied up tight. It just had a way of getting out. You wanted to get as far away from those clothes as possible. And that's what he's commanding us to do here, is we are supposed to put off our sinfulness. We are supposed to put off our works of darkness. But then we are supposed to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's, it's casting off that, that filth and that dirt and then being put on the Lord Jesus Christ. What's it mean to be put on the Lord, to put on the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ was holy. And he commands, he asks of us to, to seek after a holy life. We, we talked about in, in previous weeks that if we don't understand God's holiness, we're not going to fully understand what he's asking of we as Christians. And when we don't understand, we get corrupted in our thinking. We so often compare to other Christians. Oh, yeah, I'm not bad compared to so-and-so. No, we are supposed to be comparing ourselves to the holiness of God. So God is holy. He's also just and patient and kind and loving and forgiving. And we are supposed to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Quite a few years ago, those bracelets were everywhere. What would Jesus do? I mean, you would see everybody wearing them. Most people wouldn't have a clue what it meant. Yeah, it says, what would Jesus do? You don't know what Jesus would do, but that's another. That's not my point. (laughs) We need to get back as Christians to putting Christ at the forefront of our everyday. It's not like here's here's Christ. Here's our Christian walk. And then and then here's here's the real world. Here's life. God wants to be a part of of every aspect of our life, a part of your work, a part of your free time, a part of your home life. He needs to be the head over everything. And that's his rightful place. So we need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Throughout these these two passages that we read, it talks about the darkness that we're facing. It talks about the evil that we're going up against. Um, in Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about we wrestle not against uh, flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of the darkness. And we said that there's a battle going on around us, in each and every one of us, a constant battle. And sometimes it can be so overwhelming to even think about. But God didn't ask us to just come 
and live through the Christian life and and do our do the best that we can do fighting the battle. Yeah, I know you're going to to lose, but do the best that you can do. No, God said that he is going to be right there alongside of us and that we are going to be victorious in the battle. So how can we win this battle and be awakened into spiritual life again? Number one, you need to equip yourself with the power of God. It's walking with him. Putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a constant thing that we do. As we talked about with uh, repentance and brokenness. It's not a one-time thing that you do and then you're done with. It's a constant thing. Equip yourself with the power of God. And this goes right into our next point. How can we equip ourselves with the power of God? Through the three essentials. We have to know God by prayer, by Bible reading, and by memorization. Why do we pray? Why do we read the Bible? Why do we memorize? We read the Bible so that we can know God more. We pray because to have fellowship with God, not just to go to God and, and say, Lord, I need, I need help with this, help this person, this person's in the hospital, I need this from you. It's to be fellowship with God, to know him more. And also, the memorization is to help us fight Fight the battle. When Jesus uh, came under temptation, how did he fight Satan? He said, it is written. He knew scripture. And the way that we are going to have the power of God in our life, the way that God's power, not like that we have it, but that God's power will be flowing through us, is when we are walking in his will. It's not saying, God, I want your power to come here in my life. No, it's us being broken and laying down our will to God and saying, whatever it is you want me to do. That's when we will know God's fullest and God's power flowing through us. Then we also need to understand that we must be on guard. If I was to tell you tonight that this morning at, Tonight, in the morning, at 2 in the morning, somebody's going to break into your house and, and rob your house. I have a feeling that most people, when 2 o'clock came around, probably even midnight, wouldn't be sound asleep, doors unlocked, not worried about it at all. No, you would be up on guard whether you had called the, the police already or you were sitting there with the phone ready to call them or you had a gun in your hand, you would be on guard ready for that person to come in. And yet, in our spiritual lives, we know that we have an enemy. We know that he's out to destroy us. But yet, so many times, oh man, I just take it easy and just sleeping through life spiritually. So we need to be on guard. Life, the Christian life is a battle, as we said, and it is very difficult. But that should not get us discouraged or get us down. Because we have 
the all-powerful, the creator of the universe, not only alongside of us, not only behind us, but in us, equipping us and empowering us to do his will. And it said, what can separate us from the love of God? And it goes through and names these things and it says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. God is going to continue to work in each and every one of us so that we know him more. So that we are awakened. As we said with brokenness, either we are going to be broken willingly or we could be broken the hard way. It's the same way with being awakened. Some people wake up really easy, are light sleepers. Other people, you could drive a train through their house and they wouldn't wake up. And it's the same spiritually. Some people are much more sensitive to God, are trying to listen to God, and other people are just asleep. So are you ready tonight to awake unto righteousness? Are you ready to win the battle for your life and soul? Are you ready for the Lord's coming tonight? If he were to come tonight, would you be ready? Or do you say, man, I wish I was doing a lot better spiritually. I wish I was doing this. I wish I was doing this. I wish I would have talked to my neighbor about salvation. I wish I would have talked to my friend. If you're not ready tonight, that should be an awakening for you to say, now is the time to awake. Not tomorrow, not next year, not five years from now. But now is the time to awake. Because, as he says, our salvation is drawing nigh. What a great hope that that is. Our salvation is getting closer. This battle that we've been talking about with, with the flesh, with Satan, with that battle is getting close to being done. That should encourage us to, to rise up and fight the good fight of faith. So are you asleep spiritually tonight or are you awake? Do you know God's power in your life? Or are you seeing a life of spiritual defeat? Tonight is the night to awake. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would work in each of our lives, that we would be awakened spiritually. Not, not because of anything that we can do, because in and of ourselves we are just sinners. We are nothing. But only because of you and for your glory. God, I pray that we would see that the days are short. And that we would cleanse ourselves and that we would put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to be obedient to your Spirit's leading. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's